Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Did I get downgraded to, fi- to oh, from fiance? Are sorry. we not engaged sorry, anymore? Fiance, I'm sorry, I mean, fiance. The stack of bridal guides all around the house should oh. be some kind of reminder, but Carol, apparently not. Carol, could you forgive and forget <laughs> that I forgot to call you fiance? I guess we'll have to see. Uh, did I say it's July seventeenth, nineteen ninety eight? I don't think so. Well, I, it is. Good for it you. is that. <laughs> Look at the date on the near, newest bridal magazine. <laughs> a June wedding. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, not this June, obviously. I was going to say, yeah, that passed. That's passed. But maybe a June wedding. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Everybody gets married in June. An October wedding. That sounds more fun. A May wedding. Meh. <laughs> Meh? Meh. Meh. Anyway. <laughs> We'll see how it goes. Speaking of meh, we watched an episode of 90210. <laughs> right? Got them. What? I got them. Got what? I roasted them. Who? 90210. What? I got them. How? Because I, I said, speaking of meh. Okay. Oh, huh. Yeah, I got them. Good, good job, baby. Wow. <laughs> Show some fucking culture. Listen to some other slang around the world. The hell? Talk to an Australian. Talk mm. to an Australian, mate. If you're going to take me to Australia. No. no. You know, that so, the 90% of koalas have hepatitis. <laughs> no, uh, uh, what is it? They have uh, herpes. Ew. Yeah. That's sad, though. You know, koalas are so dumb that if they're starving and they see a pile of eucalyptus leaves on the ground, they won't eat it because they don't realize it's food. Because it's not on the tree. Oh, wow. That's pretty bad. And they fall out of those trees all the time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. My mom went to Australia once. Hmm. Said the koalas were nasty little buggers. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of nasty little buggers, 90210. Right, right, right. We start out with uh, the aftermath of Kelly's brush with death yeah so they're they're at cedar sinai that has become like the main backdrop of the show i feel like they have some sort of like rights worked out with cedar sinai or something i guess so cedar sinai is paying for advertisements well isn't that like the biggest hospital in the la area i think so yeah. so I, if I you're wealthy sense. right and it helps to be jewish come to cedar sinai <laughs> So, yeah, she got shot, and she's being taken into emergency shot surgery. Shot through the heart! <laughs> um, and we find out, after waiting for hours, you know, that uh, where... She gets an Asian doctor. Yeah. Which has got to be a plus, right? Sure. <laughs> Cedar sinai only hires Asian uh, <laughs> Asian surgeons. But, oh, my God. But they know that obviously, well, surgeons, I don't know. I was going to say obviously not because she was dating that one doctor, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, remember that? Yeah. God. Yeah. Where is he? He should be visiting her. <laughs> um, But we find out she got shot in the intestine. That yeah. There were two two tears in her intestine 
and she spilled her. She's so now she's literally full of shit. Right? That's so <laughs> awful. No wonder it took so long. Like they got to clean all that up. Ooh. Yeah. Um, also nicked her leg. Yeah, her femoral artery. Not a good one to nick. I, I feel like that was going one too far because she was conscious when they got there, and I think if she'd been Brandon. bleeding, <laughs> Brandon. If she'd been bleeding out like that, she wouldn't have been as with it as she was. No. Yeah. But, and she probably wouldn't have made it, honestly. Probably not. I don't know how far away they were from Cedars Sinai Hospital, but. <laughs> well, it's LAX Airport. Yeah. Cedars Sinai Hospital. Now, I, I, we I'm don't not have familiar a map. enough with the LA area to, <laughs> to know that, Carol. <laughs> Come on, you know everything. <laughs> I mean, I would assume, I assume that there was an ambulance nearby because there usually is around the airport. Right. So if she got very quick medical intervention, she'd probably live. Yeah. I mean, maybe the EMTs, you know, saved her. But anyways, um, she's going to be fine. They said, you know, she's going to probably sleep till morning, but Mm -hmm. she's going to be fine. So everybody goes home prior to except Brandon and her mother. Prior to that, though, it was, I think, even earlier than that, um, the police came and talked to everybody. So it I'm was a grizzled detectives. It was hilarious because they're asking them all to describe the dude. Now, first of all, again, they had all walked off to their respective cars mm-hmm. and they're getting ready to go they home. They all went to their places. So waited for right. the call of action. But I mean it's kind of ridiculous that they all think they saw the face of the shooter. Yeah, I didn't I didn't think that 90210 would delve into the unreliability of eyewitness testimony but they did yes it was pretty funny it is it's funny because yeah because everyone has a very different uh like some people's prejudices obviously come through right david i was a hispanic guy (laughs) fuck mexicans he says (laughs) and ever like somebody's also i was a white guy now blonde hair brown hair most people, though, were kind of like, oh, I think, I don't know. Uh, and then Brandon's just like, oh, definitely was, uh, you know, this, this, this. Well, so I guess they, they juxtaposed it with, like, everyone saying, like, you know, all these words. Oh, he's a tall guy or whatever. Oh, he's short. Donna's like, he had a horn. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you can see the looks on the, uh, the um, officers' faces and everything. And then... They go to Brandon. It's like it's so everyone's sitting on a couch, like a waiting, like a hospital waiting room right. couch, and it's a montage of clips of all the people. Then they get to Brandon, and they slowly push in. He was like five nine, one hundred sixty pounds, dark hair, <laughs> thin lips. It's like, and he's like fucking like I don't know, doing a, a Beckett play or something like that. <laughs> and the uh, the police officer, the detectives, like, is that all? He's like. One more thing. If you put him in front of me, I'll kill him. <laughs> Which I, is and so they, ridiculous. And then they cut to <laughs> their stupid theme song where him and Steve bump chests in the most unathletic way I've ever seen. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. But it's so I always like I imagine after they cut, you know, because it's their life or whatever. After we cut that scene, the detectives like, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we won't let you murder him. I just, I want to understand something, though. Okay, we get all these people with all these different descriptions, and they ask Brandon to come down and ID the guy. Mm -hmm. So why do they trust Brandon's description and nobody else's? 
I don't. I, so Brandon was the one that was right there that had a conversation with the guy, right? That was in the best position to see. I understand why they brought him down to ident- identify the guy. He also uh, Kelly's uh, description because they ask her to uh, correlates with what he says more or less. Um, what I don't understand is why they asked anyone else. Yeah. Like, they didn't see anything. Obviously, they didn't see anything very well. Right, because they were all supposed to be gone at their own cars. At one point, they they were like, how many people were there? And somebody goes, two. And and, uh, I think Brian Austin Green or whatever uh, goes, three. There were three of them. (laughs) It's like they didn't even know how many people there were. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah. So then they call, the next day, they call Brandon down to ID this guy. Come to a lineup. And, like, he just immediately identifies him without them even going through the whole process or whatever. Like, number one, step forward and shoot this guy. <laughs> and he's like, number four, it's, it's number, number four. four. It's like, are you sure? Yep. Like, all right. And they didn't even finish. Get the rest out of here. But, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I've never done a lineup, mm-hmm. so I have no idea how it works. But it seems I've like they... have done a candy lineup. What? No, that's a thing from Seinfeld. <laughs> They were all Twix. <laughs> no, it just it seems like um they would finish. I don't <laughs> The detective has blue balls. <laughs> you didn't let me finish, Brandon. <laughs> um No, I, I think if he I immediately I'd so from what I understand of lineups, there are they had I think five or six people in there. I believe two or three of them would be plants. From the police department, people they that either have alibis or just volunteer people they know didn't do it so that they can have like a control group. And they have sometimes only just their one suspect. Right. But sometimes a couple of potential suspects. Um, And so that they can kind of, you know, weed out false IDs. But if he's very adamant, it's number four and that's not one of their plans or whatever. I would I'm sure they'd be like, okay, we got it. Yeah. So I don't like, you know, our eyewitness accounts, right? From the last episode when we saw the guy, I didn't recognize him. I thought he was blonde. <laughs> oh, he definitely was not blonde. I remember that he had dark hair. In I did my memory, remember that. I thought he was blonde. That's so funny. No. I thought he was a blonde white guy wearing like a white, like sweatshirt hood type thing. He was wearing a, a like white t shirt and jeans. Okay. But I thought he was blonde. Like I'm just, I saw the dark hair, I'm like, he didn't have dark hair. I'm seriously like tempted to go back and like rewind it and look again. It's just a completely different person. Right. They couldn't get that actor back for some reason. <laughs> That'd be funny. So Kelly is feeling much better. Yep. Life is, you know, as happy as it can be in a hospital. Yeah, she's talking about reading magazines or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, she's begging, you know, Donna, talk to me about anything not hospital related. I'm so sick of talking about myself. Yeah, like that ever happens, Kelly. Come on. But even even Valerie was like, we're glad you're okay. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like probably she's glad Kelly's not dead. Yeah, I don't think she wishes Kelly death. Right. I mean, they seem like they're a little better now. They're That term you coined a long time ago, they're frenemies. <laughs> right. So, Donna is talking to her about the stress she's having because David won't move in 
Until she tells her mother that he's going to be oh, living this there. This was fucked up, too. Because, like, Kelly's just been shot. They right. leave the hospital. They go to the beach house. Kelly's like, I, I, I mean, uh, Donna. Donna's like, I, I can't help but notice that you left your bag in the car. And he's like, you know where I stand, Donna. I will not stay unless you tell your parents. And she's like, I told you, I will tell them. Because Donna said, Donna talks to Kelly, and Kelly's like, you know what? You need to tell your parents. She's like, you know, the last thing I said to Brandon before I got shot was, I love you. And she's like, and I probably said it to him a thousand times, but I was so glad that I got to say, I love you one more time. I was there bleeding, thought I was dying, and I was just so grateful that I got to say it to him one more time. That sounds so stupid to me. I thought it was, okay, so... I'm not the biggest fan of Ginny Garth, mm-hmm. who, in my opinion, it seems like just had the good sense to befriend the daughter of one of the producers <laughs> so that they have a little group that that the other women are excluded from, I guess. That's what it seems like, not yeah. that I'm on Shannon Doherty's side or anything in the tabloids. But um, So I'm not like her biggest fan necessarily or anything, but I thought she did an excellent job with... The emotion, yeah, and the the she delivers. She it's an understated performance. There's a lot of simplicity in it. The words aren't complicated. You know what I mean? Like it's they don't overwrite the situation. Mm-hmm. She doesn't overact the situation. She plays the emotion very straightforward, and it's written very straightforward. And I thought it was effective. I was touched by what she said. And I mean, that's cool and everything. I'm not, you know, hating on her. I didn't really notice her acting one way or another. To me, it's the story that doesn't fit because it's just like, I tell you I love you all the time. Yeah. If I'm laying there dying, uh-huh. am I going to be so grateful that I said I love you one more time? You already know I love you. Wow. You know I love you. What do you want your last words to me to be? Well, I mean, of course. Get that pillow off my face. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, seriously. No. I mean, it's cool. I get. I mean, I get why she would be happy. I guess about that, but that's her one thought. She's not like, not like, oh fuck, I don't want to die, mm-hmm. but just, I'm just so glad that I told him I love him. I don't know. It just seemed kind of stupid to me. Okay. I, I guess I'm callous or whatever, but... I understand. I get it. I'm just... Yeah, I'm not as uh, good of a person as you. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with the goodness of personhood. Romance. Romance. I'm not as romantic as you. I mean, maybe. But... What? One of us did uh, get an edible arrangement for another one. Yes, it was a lovely anniversary it was. gift. Anyway, so, uh, but David is, like, being a dick, I think, kind of. Because he's like, I'm not going to stay with you. Her friend just got shot. Right? She's probably scared. She doesn't want to be alone. You can't stay over one night? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's being not cool. But he does end up staying over that night. Does he? I didn't remember. Yeah, because her mom comes in the morning. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, Donna presumably comes the night before, and then her mom comes. I'm in. assuming no, actually. Probably not. After seeing your friend, getting, your friend getting shot is probably not an aphrodisiac. Although, maybe they wanted to do some life affirmation. Yeah, yeah maybe. I don't know. I mean, that happens to another grouping that we'll get to. Yeah. Um, 
But her mom comes there, and she's like, oh, I heard from Jackie that, that Donna got, I mean, Donna, that Kelly got shot, and I wanted to check on you and everything. And she's like, oh, you know, yes, I'm upset. <laughs> And, and in reality, she's just so freaked out that her mom's there and David's yeah. hiding. She t- goes in her room and tells David to hide in the closet. Mm-hmm. That is not okay, Donna. No, and David's not happy about it. No. He's like, she's like, my mom's here. He's like, okay, tell her I'll be on in a minute. And she's like, it's not funny, David. I, I mean, I can see both sides of this because, like, I feel like he's pushing too hard, but at the same time, she's being ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, a little. He's pushing a little bit too hard, but, like... I mean, I can kind of understand her not wanting to say right then when she's literally caught with her pants off. <laughs> she's in a robe. You right. Know, hey, David's here. But still, she needs to tell her soon. Yeah. And she needs to resolve to do that. Yeah. Um. I think, I don't know. I just feel like that was like a higher power, you know, pushing, pushing mm-hmm. her in that direction. Exactly. And she's just like, nope, not doing it. So... And David then, does hide, though. Yeah, he does. And then and later, they're at the hospital, and he's oh, all pissed. wait a second, though. Wait a second. Okay. something else happens. What, what, what? That's really fucking weird. What? Her mom's like, what's going on, Donna? I can tell when you're hiding something from me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're right, Mom. It's something I didn't want to say. You're not going to like it. And we see Dave in the closet, and he's all like, ooh, she's going to tell you that. Tell her. Everything and she goes. I got fired from my job in Hawaii. Oh yeah. No, she didn't. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't. And that, I thought it was a lie. She was telling her mom to cover right. up, but no. Apparently, it's a reality. She did lose her job. What? But yeah, that the, they didn't show that at all in the last episode. We saw the woman being like apologetic. You shouldn't have been put in that position. Yeah. And but was she like? And you're never going to be again. You're fired. <laughs> Like, why didn't we not see that part? I mean, maybe she only hired her for the one job, but then that's not being fired. I I don't get, I do not get it. It did not seem like she got fired. No, not at all. Yeah, and then they set her up with another interview. Her dad finds her a second fashion person. How does her dad, who's a cardiac surgeon, know all these people in the fashion industry? I gave Ralph Lauren his new heart. I mean, it's not like these people are, you know, packing away the Big Macs or something. Like, right. their their hearts should be decently sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's fucking weird. But so, yeah, she does get another interview, and she does get hired again. Mm-hmm. But as a personal shopper for this woman that runs a magazine. Yeah, yeah, because the woman basically says like. You have too good a fashion sense to work here because yeah. our clothes suck. Our clothes suck. They're for the masses. They're for the hoi polloi. They're for the people in Michigan, those fucking <laughs> assholes, right. is essentially what she says. And then she's like, uh, but I need someone to pick out great stuff for me to wear. And that's you. It's so weird. Like, how can the, I mean, I guess the lady must be a millionaire. Like, you pay one person to pick out your clothes and that's their whole life salary. Yeah. That's crazy. No, it's a thing, though. Personal shopper, it's a thing. Well, yeah, but you're a personal shopper to lots of people working out of a department store, not working for one person. No, no, I've heard of that before. Okay. I've heard of people hiring somebody to be, like, a personal shopper for them. They they get, like, they'll buy, so, like, Donna's job would be essentially to choose her outfits, 
her jewelry, her accessories, like her handbags, stuff like that, shoes. And that's like her whole job is to craft her look. Wow. Yeah, I've heard I've heard of it before. It's not like there's a ton of those jobs just you know, <laughs> right. lying around, but I, I've heard of rich people doing that, yeah. Hmm. I mean, it sounds like a fun job, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, for them it works out because a lot of them are so busy they don't have time to to go to stores and, and try to try on different things and figure out what, what they want, what looks good in them. So they hire someone that they think has good fashion sense to just do it for them. Yeah, so I mean... Donna's the only one employed now again. Yeah. That's true. She is. She's the only one with a job. Yeah. I mean, Kelly's job hopefully is still waiting for her. Right. And she, she, she flaked on them for the, the beginning of the job and then got shot. Well, and then, like, David's job is, you know, owner of the uh, After Dark, but, like, that doesn't seem like it's going to last much longer. No, it's not doing well. Yeah, that's that's a shame that, like, you know, he paid Valerie all this money Mm -hmm. that she then turned around and lost, and now he's going to just lose all his money, too, because the business is going to go under. It's like they're both just going to broke. Yeah, and uh, I guess Nat will be affected in some way. Well, yeah, he's part owner, right? Yeah, he is. But he never seems to care what's going on with the After Dark. (laughs) He's a silent partner. But, yeah, so like you said, back at the hospital, he's pissed. David, because she hasn't told her mom yet. Yeah. He's like, I'd like to come out of the closet now. <laughs> yeah. He's acting all sulky and stuff. And it's like, this is not about you. This is not the time for you to make this about you. But whatever. And they're back at the hospital because things have taken a turn for the worst. What? They have? Yeah, for Kelly. I didn't realize that happened already. Okay. Well, I mean, it, yeah, I think it did. It's, yeah, okay. So at some point... um, Brandon calls Kelly. Tries to. And a nurse answers the phone and says that... She's uh, dying. You better get up here. Yeah, basically. Which is, like, insane to me that they just answer the phone and be like, yeah, get up here to somebody who's not even her family. All right. You're her boyfriend. Get up here. But it... She wants to say she loves you one more time. (laughs) It turns out... She's had a yawn attack. (laughs) Right. It's killing her. No, she's had a pulmonary embolism. Yeah, correct. So a blood clot traveled into her lungs. Yep. And the doctor says that she her brain was deprived of oxygen for some period Several of minutes, time. Yeah. Right. So But she should make a full recovery, he says. But her brain's been deprived of oxygen. And I thought to myself, you know, in a shitty soap opera. <laughs> They would do some amnesia thing. And I even said, when she wakes up at the end of the episode, I was like, who are you? And then uh, Brandon's all like, oh, my God, you're back. I love you so much. Let me kiss you on the forehead. Let me give you a little little cheek kisses and stuff. And and she's like, who are you? (laughs) Yeah. And my eyes rolled so far back in my head. It, it it's upsetting. It's it's really upsetting to me. Like, why are they doing this? So Kelly's gonna have amnesia. Yeah, and why does everything happen to Kelly? And how long is this gonna last? Is this gonna be one episode? Or is it like by the time the next episode airs, is it gonna be where we watch it? You know, is it gonna be like, uh, oh yeah, I had amnesia for a little bit off camera, right. but I'm fine now. I would imagine they'll at least do one episode of the amnesia. Oh, my God. So, so stupid. Yeah. So, in the meantime, though. um, She's going to be thinking about Dylan. 
Right. So, like Dylan will come back, and that'll be what 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 does it. We have the new Dylan, Noah. So yeah, okay. Let's talk about Noah. You're kind of derailing. It's like a ping pong ball. I'm so sorry. I'm thinking of things. Uh, so Noah and Valerie leave the hospital together the first night when Donna or mm. when Kelly had originally gotten shot. He's like, "Can you drive me to the marina?" She's like, "Yeah, sure." And I'm thinking to myself, Donna's already set up that boat thing. He's gonna sleep in. Maybe I don't know, but that's not where he goes. No, he goes to a fucking random rich person's house. <laughs> does he even know no one's home? No. I don't. How does he even know that that house is there? Because he's like, that's where we're going. And he points to the, the house. Well, I on think the he hill. just saw it. And she's like, oh, whose house is that? And he goes, I don't know. Yeah, and they just hop in the pool. Yeah, and well, now okay, now I have to thank Noah <laughs> for for this because Noah jumps into the pool and then. Uh, Valerie, a.k.a. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, takes off her blouse and her, her pants or whatever she's wearing. Yeah, she strips down to her bra and panties. Yeah, which is... They're nice bra and panties, and she looks hot. It, it was nice. It was very nice. It was a good, it was a good scene. <laughs> it's something the show could use more of. So... But they're swimming in the pool, and he's all like... His dialogue is literally... Uh, I'm a bad boy, but I'm a, like a safe bad boy that you can be okay with. And like, I'm not threatening to, I'm not threatening to suburban white girls who are, <laughs> who are going to fall in love with me. And it's not convincing at all, but he's clearly supposed to be Dylan. Yeah. So, I mean, they obviously, you know, fuck. And, uh, he spends the night at her house. Yeah. So I guess they go back to her house. Yeah. Like. That was weird, too. Like, there's no explanation. They're just in bed with together at her house. And he hops up in the morning and leaves. Yep. So she's pissed. She wakes up mad. When they get back, when she sees her at the hospital. Or, no, she goes to the marina to yell at him. She, oh, yeah. that's her. No, they see each other at the hospital briefly. But she does go to the marina to yell at him. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm going to go sailing. You want to go with me? And she's like, no. Like, what the fuck? Why did you leave? You could have at least left a note. And then, like, later he goes, it's on the refrigerator. And she was like, what? And he goes, the note. And she's like, what did it say? And he goes, bye. <laughs> I think he said, see you later or something like right. that or whatever. But it's like, it might as well be. That. Like, why even leave a note if that's what the note is? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I guess they're a thing-ish right now. Who knows? They're going to have a complicated on-again, off-again relationship because he's Dylan. And, and she's she, Brenda. She can't be with anybody. It's just how it is. Yeah, exactly. No one can look at uh, gorgeous Tiffany Amberthiesen and say, I'd like to have a relationship with her. Yeah, that's weird. Um, so at the hospital, Donna goes to the chapel. Because, you know. the chapel <laughs> and I'm going to get the loss of my virginity. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Um, her mom's in there. Yes. And she tells her. She tells her, David and I are living together, and he has taken my flower. She does not say that. And she's like, we don't, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah. And she's like, I'm proud, mom. I'm not ashamed. I waited until I was in love and in a committed relationship to have sex, and then I did, and I'm fine with it. And she won't even look at her. Yeah. Her mom won't talk to her, won't look at her, like... What the hell, lady? Her mom is an awful person. I don't like her at all. 
And her mom cheated on her dad. And her mom wasn't a virgin when she got married. So I don't really understand why her mom is so judgmental. Her mom had an abortion, too, didn't she? Or a miscarriage or something. Something. I don't remember which, but yeah. So, yeah, she needs to knock it the fuck off. But David's super happy. (laughs) David's like... I'm glad you did this in a hospital. Did she, she, she get admitted? <laughs> He's making jokes and everything. He's fucking smoking cigars. Right. But, um, yeah, so yay for them, I guess. Yeah, but she's like, I don't know. She'll get over it. Whatever. Fuck her. And her mom walks away, like walks past her without saying anything. And then for Steve, um, before Kelly, you know, slips back out into the coma world or whatever. <laughs> She, well, because I mean, like when we started, she's in surgery. So some, somewhere in here though, she mm-hmm. asked him to take Aaron to her soccer game again, which is where we saw what's her face last time. Yeah. And Joe. is that her name? I don't know. It's something weird. So he sees Amy? her. I don't know. <laughs> he sees the new love interest person. Yeah. Horse face. Yeah. And, no um, offense to the actress. No. What's her name again? I don't know. I don't either. I should know. I don't remember. I can't remember. Um, Hillary Swank. Yeah, that was it. So, I don't know. They're getting along now. I remember, like, that occurring, but I can't remember anything. It was, like, such a nothing scene, really. Oh, okay. Um, well, so, they afterwards, they go to the Peach Pit, and she's like, hey, thanks for getting me fired and stuff, and he's like, yeah, okay. Whatever. Well, no, yeah, he's no personal responsibility, I guess. He told her he knew somebody was hiring, and then he took her to the peach pit. Because Nat's all harried in another episode. Or, yeah. I mean, another scene. There's a five minute scene where Nat was like, "I'm so busy, I could use a Hillary Swank type." Right. Um. And so he's like, "Hey, uh, here's the girl I was telling you about." And he was like, "Hey, do you, can you uh, fucking wait tables? You're hired." Right. He's like, "Can you start right now?" So. She's she's all smiles. And she's going to work at the Peach Pit. She's gone from a, a luxury fucking restaurant where she probably made fifty dollars tips to right. the Peach Pit, where she's going to get a quarter. And her and Steve and Aaron and this lady's son sat and had a meal at the Peach Pit together. So. And they all flirted and everything, and it was fun. Not all of them, the two of them. So I mean, I guess the kids didn't flirt, right? So I guess at least Steve's having a happy episode. Although later she gets pissed at him again. Yeah, well, she says something like, he says something like, hey, how about a date? And she's like, mm, I don't know, Steve. I don't know about this. Um, and she's like, what do you do for a living anyway? And he lies and says he's a sports Oh, agent. yeah. And he's like, and look at that female basketball star for CU. That's one of my clients. Uh, and he goes and talks to her and is like, hey, can I be your client? Or can you be my client? And she's like, I don't know. Maybe. Um, and he's like, well, I'll get you into the Peach Pit After Dark, that place that we drank illegally after hours. And she's like, okay. So she goes to the peach pit after dark. Uh, he hugs her. And then Hillary Swank comes out from the peach pit uh, before dark or whatever. <laughs> and says, oh, who the fuck is this you're hugging? She gets all pissed off. Yeah, it's so weird. And he's like, this is one of my pot- clients. And she's like, potential client. And he's like, potential client. But like, yeah, it makes no fucking sense. Cause she goes, like- you know that date? No. Yeah, but, like, why? Just because he hugged another woman. Yeah, if he's going to be an agent, he's going to be hugging lots of people. Yeah. You ever see these agents hug uh, 
their meal tickets. I mean, athletes when they get uh, drafted or whatever. Jerry Maguire sure hugged a lot of exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. She's a psycho. Whatever. Yeah. I think she's a weirdo, and I hope she doesn't stick around, but she's in the, the main theme song, not doing a chest bump to <laughs> Noah, but she's there. Right. So, and then we end with Kelly with Amnesia. Yeah. And does anybody else have any storylines? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we talked about everybody. All right. So. Well, I guess that's the episode that is. It is. So you can write us at latefee1994awol.com. That's right. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. And share the tapes with your friends. And if this is the last time you ever listen to one of our episodes, we just want to say we love you. (laughs) Okay. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.